Commanders, and welcome to episode 319 of Live Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the orange Sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Adler Weiss, Ben Moss-Woodwood. So, Colin. Mm-hmm. What do you get when mm. a Scotsman and a, and, a, and a Dutchman fight over a penny? I don't know. What do you get when you get a Scotsman and a Dutchman fighting over a penny? Copper wire. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> mm. In 1973. <laughs> well, I could have done what, what, what happened when Starion and I fought over a penny, but then that means that people know that who Starion is and that he's Dutch. Mm. And they need to actually understand that I'm actually Scottish, even though I don't have a very Scottish accent. No, because I always thought you were Geordie. <laughs> I think I'm just confused, to be honest. <laughs> well, um, on the subject of confusion, we have our Deputy Trade Attaché, Commander Severine. Okay. And we also have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. Sue, have you been on the helium? That was a very high pitch. I thought I'd go for a falsetto. What a... All right, have you got have you like got really tight trousers on? Sue <laughs> <laughs> Vet's been having her way with him. I just had a picture of like Souverine in those tight leather shorts like you see Bavarians have, you know. Like we wear short shorts. Yeah. Somehow I've now got I've now got an image of Alan Partridge in my head for some reason. I got no idea why. Anyway. <laughs> Our tech monkey for today is, of course, Commander Ventura. I, I appreciate you greatly for putting up with this. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> now, if you are we doing anything in game today? Because I nope. am heading over towards Lave. Okay, I'm, I'm glad someone is because at the moment it, it's very difficult to get anywhere where I I am at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so. There you go. If you'd like to join Ben hanging out at Lave Station, then um, feel free. Uh, if you can't, then um, you can join our Twitch channel, which you can access through com slash live and click on the live chat or go straight to twitch.tv slash Lave Radio. Or you can join us on YouTube and Facebook. We're we're live on all three, and we and anything you talk about us, we'll know about it. So you can join in the conversation no matter where. So I'll just go around the uh, crew, see what they've been up to for the last week or so. And uh, right, so Ben. Uh, all right, I've I've actually I've been up to, had a really really busy week. Um, I as I think I've mentioned, my T sixteen thousand joystick is. 
my third T sixteen thousand joysticks. Z axis is dying, and so I took some advice from Commander Atrus fifty sixty, and I've gone off and picked up a, I think it's VKB Next or something like that, um, joystick in their Black Friday sale. Um, so I'm going to try that, and it looks like it's a lot more rugged than this, which is a shame because I love my yeah I love my Thrustmaster things, but when my when I'm yawing all over the place and I shouldn't be, it's really distracting. Um, so, so basically, you've gone through three joysticks for the time that I've got my X fifty two Pro. I've I've not I've only had to pay for one of them, but yes. <laughs> wow. There's a, there's a design flaw in the T sixteen thousand, even though. Thrustmaster don't acknowledge it. There's too many cases of the your axis going for it not to be a designed snafu. Yeah, and uh, just looking at um, Amazon at the moment, and there is no yeah. X52 Pros available at all. There's no, no, there's no nothing. Wow. Um, I saw I I saw a brand new T1600 going for. I think it's a £50, £60 joystick, just mm-hmm. just for the joystick. And I yeah. think I saw one going for about, about it was about 300 or something like that. Oh. I'd, actually, for that, on Amazon, you can get a, a, a GX56 mm-hmm. full HOTAS for 215 okay. so, Well, why do you pay for lockdown? Why else are you supposed to do other than play with joystick? Thank you, Sean. Um, so other things, Sh- I- Shan. Shan, why, why are you stealing Ben's stick? That's that's Sh- a- Shan's not touching my stick. Don't touch a stick; you'll go blind. <laughs> well, no, you won't, because Ben's is faulty. <laughs> it's not faulty; it's just going off to the left of it. <laughs> oh. And already, it already. Yes, Ben. What else have you been up to then? Um, I've been helping HTS Voice Packs with their. Star Citizen um, voice pack. Oh, yeah. can, you, can you tell us about that? Because I've seen you've been logged into Star Citizen for most of the week. Yes. Um, so, like, what does that actually entail? Helping them out? Um, shouting at your computer a lot, basically. Oh, <laughs> you've been testing their pack. Yes, yeah, so I've been testing their pack out basically for them. So yeah. their devs, including Vanktion, have been. Changing Vanktion's been working as the main dev basically for Star Citizen, so he'll mm-hmm. go off and do some stuff for a command. And um, how do I say this nicely? Uh, because of Star Citizen's prolific commands and lack of documentation, <coughs> nobody quite knows what the hell the commands mean on screen. So you know, you go and say "get out of bed" because that's that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. What bloody key does that actually correspond to? Um, yeah, okay, yeah. And I mean, it's more important, even more importantly, and more problematically, is things like there are God. So there, there. Oh, don't don't reverse. Stay still. Um, there are one, two, three. You don't have to count out each control no, individually. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, Star Citizen has a difference in concept. <laughs> Between mm. selecting a target, which is essentially you you know how in Elite Dangerous you can use your mouse, you can mouse over something and maybe yep. you'll get a pop-up on it. Right. It's like looking at it, but you haven't targeted it. Okay. Um and then you can target what you've selected, or you, you can lock onto what you've selected, mm-hmm. which means you're actually your weapons and your scanners are all locked onto that target. 
Right. And then you've got the options of pinning everything. Um, and then you can unpin things. Then you've got to do different things with your missiles to lock them or unlock them or fire them. And then you can have multiple of them firing. And it's all... You want to go off and say, fire the missiles! And what the hell does that actually mean? And the the HCS guys have been trying to work all of this stuff out so that you have some useful commands to mm -hmm. shout at HCS voicebacks and for it to actually go off and do what you mean and what you want. So as Stuart GT would say, so too long didn't read, the UI's broke then. It's It could use mouse overs with help descriptions at the very least. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it gives you the power to do whatever you need to do. It just doesn't tell you what the power is. Right, I see. Um, okay, well, um, <clears throat> we'll move on to um, Silverings. What have you been doing for the last uh, week? Um, How uh, should you job doing as 007? So, oh, it's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I foiled... Um, I spent um, Friday and Saturday uh, on, a, on, a, on a on a secret mission. Um, I destroyed a uh, a, um, a nefarious villain's lair in an Antarctic volcano, which is quite fun. Um, and um, and then Did on Tuesday, I'm sorry. Did you have to ski to get there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had a. Uh, I, I actually was embroiled in a in a in a gunfight on skis at one point, um, and um, I ended up riding a shark. It was really weird. Um, lasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were lasers. Awesome. On it. Yeah, we need lasers. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was unexpected, really. And then on so Sunday, can I, can I just ask, did you, did you jump the shark on the, <laughs> on the skis? Because <laughs> this sounds where it's going. Well, I, I, I went over a jump, uh, and in in midair, I span round, and um, and I had actually uh, attached some, uh, or my my assistant had attached some uh, some uh, machine guns to my skis, and I, I sort of strafed my pursuers who were. Uh, who were just people in in black ski masks and black ski outfits uh, with pronounced Russian accents, obviously. Um, and I and I strafed them and and, and shot them in the chest several times, um, and then span back facing forward again, and then landed on the shark um, quite painfully on the dorsal fin. Actually, no, you, you, you never you never see that in the films. But it's actually quite painful when you land with the dorsal fin between your legs. Uh, and then the shark and I swam away, um, and. Um, and I ended up uh, somehow on a, a lifeboat with a really beautiful woman who looked um, who had a sixties hairstyle. So it was it was it was really good. It was it was really fun. It was a good start to the weekend. Um, and then um, and then towards uh, and then earlier, um, I ended up uh, starting my own cult. Um, so um, which is uh, where um, it, it, it's a it's a small group of six or seven thousand people worldwide who. Um, who who generally wear um we all wear white pajamas and um and worship me actually um and uh, and that's been quite fun as well uh, people have been people have been you know writing little writing little chants about about how lovely my hair is and, and all that sort of thing yeah it's, it's it's been really it's been really nice uh, and that brings us to today really so yeah it's been quite right okay i am now just wondering what the heck we're all drinking while we're doing this show <laughs> 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 that lighter fluid is certainly working with souverine <laughs> It's just She's so boring. Um, Shan, uh, <laughs> I'm quite scared now. <laughs> what have you been up to this week? Well, I have been gleefully grumpy and argumentative today. So I've been really, really, I, I never I have understood been that. Thoroughly enjoying myself. 
Um, <laughs> and I've also been enjoying the fact that in the Shan House, Christmas is cancelled. So it's been great. Um, but it, because what, what it is, usually we have about 15, 16 people around for Christmas Day. And uh, thanks to the joy that is COVID-19, none of them can come. So we've kind of been really happy that it's just a Christmas with just the four of us in the house. And so we can sit and watch the TV we want to watch without a, what's that, from the parents and things like that. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. However, if people think I'm not being particularly Christmassy, all I can say is, Alexa, Alexa, order Cat Snow Globe and check out. Right. Hopefully that's given okay. everyone a Cat Snow Globe Christmas present. But yeah, so in all seriousness, um, we've been sorting out about, about Christmas. Uh, we're very happy the fact we haven't got everyone around for Christmas because it's an awful lot of work and it's very expensive. I mean, I, goodness knows how much money we spend on food that we won't end up eating on the day, but it takes us all of January to eat because of it so yeah so we've been good in game wise um been doing a bit of ex- well exploring really I've, I've got an account um at excuse me you know near colonia and so i'm making my way to one of the uh outer arms of the galaxy in it just sort of casually but it's been good to sort of get some time alone and be grumpy and argumentative really Oh, that's that's good to hear. Um, let's see. Personally, I've I've really had a quiet elite week, if you like. Um, I think uh, I managed to do a little power play on Wednesday night. Um, my main is doing a tour of the engineers to um, blueprint blueprint as many uh, or pin as many recipes as possible, or blueprints rather. I knew I'd get there eventually. And, um, yeah, that's really been it. Uh, as far as the Ford household, uh, Christmas has come with an abundance. We have decorations everywhere, and we've even got stuff lighting up the house outside, which is one thing I, I never... Ooh, yeah. Are you one of those people who, who goes nuts on putting loads nope. and loads of lights all over your house? I'm not. I'm if not. you are, Colin, I'm sure you've got inflatable reindeer. No, nope. I, actually, I reckon out of all of us, Shan is probably the one who goes oh, full God, on. I don't start. I bet your house I'm, I'm is, a, is an. I bet it's an epileptic's nightmare, isn't it? Your house in December. <laughs> I'm, I I I spend all year sabotaging the Christmas tat that Mrs. Shan tends to buy at various garden centres. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. I bet. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he's protesting to logo on the side of your house. Oh, it's Mrs. Shan, honest. <laughs> if I had yeah, the I choice, I'd go around. If I had the choice, I'd go around with one of my air rifles and puncture holes in the inflatable snowman. <laughs> Uh, Actually, yeah, we've arrested him, Sarge, for drive-by shooting. <laughs> we did think that there was a. Uh, we did think that this part of the country had a had quite a significant gang problem, but it turns out it's actually just uh, it's actually just a disgruntled Guild Wars Two player who's been driving past people's houses and shooting their Christmas decorations. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've just, I've just got yeah. This, we, we got this weird Tesla going round, and then all the all the inflatable snowmen collapse. What's going on? <laughs> Ships are not progression. Uh, right. Well, uh, just bringing us to the end of the uh, of what the. What have you been up to, Colin? I've just told you. 
See, you haven't even been listening. Just really. Have you considered having a more interesting life so that it <laughs> so that it grabs our attention more? What could be what could be more interesting than Colin getting COVID and nearly dying and things like that? Sue jumping a shark. That was interesting. That was no, that's just sad. Well for, <laughs> well, for those of you who are still interested in the COVID update, yeah, I am still actually got the cough. I have still got <laughs> slight breathing problems. Uh, it is not going away. This thing has got a nasty tail. And um, as, I, as I think I've said for the last couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, it's it's still lingering. <laughs> It's like it's like a a, a bad smell when Ben's about. like a bad smell. Yeah. So have, do you think you've got long COVID then, or is it like medium COVID or a little bit shorter COVID? Well, I don't know. Four week long COVID. That's longer than normal. That's not long, long. Long COVID's like eight, six months, six to eight months. Yeah. But you know, I've just, I've just got to this level, and I can't seem to get any better. And also the fact that I'm not able to really leave the house well i am able to leave the house for exercise purposes but because i can't because my bike's in the in the shed because the uh, the back wheel's gone and i need a new wheel for my bike did someone steal um, your wheel i'm not cycling to work well he's no. in manchester no it went the the it got uh i was cycling back from work one day and went oh that wheel feels back wheel feels a bit wobbly and when i took had a look at it um, two or three of the spokes had actually pinged out, and um, yeah. yes, that? I don't know. I think it's just wear and tear. <laughs> and the the um, so <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, this is going to be a, this is going to be a runner now a wheel. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm not even being facetious. I do like the I do like to hear you say the word wheel. It just I don't know. It just. As a southerner, it's a it's a it's a sim- it's a it's a single syllable for me. Wheel, uh, you know, there's no there's no extra there's no extra phonemes in there. But for you, it's it's <laughs> wheel, and the the H is so pronounced. It's it's just lovely. I could just listen to it for hours. <laughs> That's bizarre. And welcome to the uh, Wheel of Fortune. No wonder you like. No wonder Nicky Campbell lasted so long doing it. Uh, Paul Archer, Paul Archer was asking Colin, were you doing bunny hops on it, or should I say Zeno bunny hops? <laughs> Oh, just shut up with the the bunny is fine. He's fine. He's not melted anything lately. Oh, go no, the, my because basically my bike is not in working order, and it takes literally two months to get replacement parts for bikes. Um, basically, I'm getting no exercise. Two months. Yeah, two months to get. Uh, Why is some sort of um, carbon fiber bike wheel or something that costs uh, fourteen hundred pound? No, it's a straightforward 50 quid for replacement wheel from Rally. But for some reason, for the last... Um, Other bike wheels are see. available. Yeah. Well, I was getting them from where I bought the... From the, where I got the, bot, the bike from. And you go ask, can I have a spare wheel, please? Then they'll, they will turn around and say, uh, I'm sorry, but there is a great yeah, but part there shortage are, at the moment. There are other bike makes available in Rally. Uh, and that may be a bit newfangled, you know. Oh, oh, oh. Do you, seriously, Shan, do you think I would not have tried to shop around? You really think I'd just gone to one place and went, all right, I'll just wait eight weeks. No, I've been around several, and all you get is this, the same treatment you get from J.R. Hartley, where everybody looks at you and just shakes their head sadly. You know? Colin, can I ask, what, what size of, of wheel do you need? <laughs> 
Shut up, Ben. <laughs> is it is a 28-inch wheel? A wheel. You know what? I <laughs> right. Let's move on. I've had enough now. And I'm quite sure that everybody yeah, else listening to this... Said, if, you've, if you've got a 700C wheel oh, on your bike, which is probably about normal size, they're usually coming 650 or 700. So, you know, get something from, as I say, Shimano or... Right. Something like that. Okay. Well, thank you all for your bike um, wheel advice. Right at this moment in time, I think we should get back to Elite Dangerous. Which, <laughs> um, there's been quite a lot of uh, development news this week. Uh, let's see. We, we've had uh, an AMA. We've, we've had um, the autumn sale. Obviously, the combat balancing. Um, obviously, the stream that happened today. And uh, also, there's a nice little bit about a mission board clarification, which I think we'd like to leave to last, if you don't mind. Let's store up that anger till, till the right point. Um, so, which would you like to, to cover first? Shall we do the AMA? Yeah! Okay. That sounded like an evil Teddy Tubby voice. <laughs> no, not them again. Sue's got his tight shorts on again, hasn't he? I have. I, I haven't actually taken them off. <clears throat> Bitstorm, I am not going to give you any dark wheel news. <laughs> 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 Ooh, this is going to be a runner. I thought you were going to say the word wheel then. You went, whoo, and I was like, ooh, wheel, but no, it didn't come. The, 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 the bit is the noise Colin makes when he goes downhill on his bike, you see. Free wheel. Ask me anything, Colin. <laughs> Sorry, we've broken in. Okay, so I'll pick a couple of things that I've noticed from the Ask Me Anything. Um, yes, I am trying desperately to keep um, what is known as the inner Ouija in control. Not the inner wheel. <laughs> so Stuart DGT raised the point that what have been the overall player counts since, like, since the launch on Epic last week? Was it close to May's record concurrency after fleet carriers, or was it a wee bit higher? And Bruce's very succinctly, I guess you could say, saying it's higher. Yeah, it, mu- it must be massive. I mean, it was at least 200,000, wasn't it? It yes. was humongous, and we're seeing so many people. I mean, even, for, even for the, um, the Twitch stream today, there was, there was, it was in the oh. thousands. Really? Yeah, well, yeah so yeah, 1,400. Everybody, everybody's being... Um, they were hoping for more drops. Okay, I'm no, going to say right, the big yeah. needy I'm sorry, but you know, that, <laughs> didn't somebody didn't somebody <laughs> say I ruined my sleep schedule because I thought yes. that switch drops? My God, if you're the human being who actually posted saying I've ruined my sleep schedule because I thought there'd be trip twitch drops and there aren't, and I'm unhappy, like just look at yourself in the mirror, like go and do some thinking because that is pathetic. It, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there, it wasn't so bad today as it was on Thursday, but as you as you said, it's like seriously. Stop spamming exclamation mark drop. It never worked. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. And the I guess it's a good thing that so many people are keen to show up for drops. But then when so many people showed up for drops and expected content, and basically they got Stephen and Bruce or Stephen and Arthur flying around and doing CGs, 
Mm-hmm. So like, you know, there was there was an element of kickback because uh, I think a lot of people thought we're doing drops today, therefore there's going to be something big to put, and that's why they're pulling us all in here. Mm. Um, and that that never showed up. Um, no. But, no. Yeah, it was. I mean, there was thousands and thousands of people who were on on last Monday's stream or last Monday's stream. It was ridiculous. Do you think if we offered Twitch drops? on our live stream, we'd get more people. And then we could blame on, I don't know, Ben or Colin, when they don't turn up. I've got a bent wheel to offer them. That, that <laughs> yeah. A bent wheel to one, one lucky listener. Yeah. I'll paint it black and it can be the dark wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kyle might want that. <laughs> yes, I did. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to actually, I'm going to take this spare wheel, paint it black, and send it over to Kai Zen at Elite Week. There you go. He's got his dark wheel. We can put it in the community corner as uh, the dark wheel expands to Colin's bike. <laughs> <laughs> and and now the chat is just typing in exclamation mark wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you t- yes uh, type in exclamation mark wheels. <laughs> and, then Colin, and then Colin will give you a million credits in game to the last person to do that. Donated by Shan. Actually, no. The the very last. No, the very last person. Uh, before we we kick this stream over um, to somebody else, I will transfer a million credits over to. There you go, game. people. <clears throat> but you have to be the very last person. You have to wheelie want it. <laughs> oh fuck! God, say. <laughs> This is going to go on for a really long time, isn't it? <laughs> it really, really is. If you're really quick with your exclamation mark skills, then you could be the one to win a million credits. I think I, I think you spoke too soon. Sorry? I think you spoke too soon. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in right, awe of anyway. people who are good at puns. It, it really is a skill. It requires lateral thinking that I don't possess. Right. Oh, so Commander was asking, it's, it's a will our yes, be more sophisticated than what we have at present in order to facilitate height and weight differences so we don't all appear the same size? And Paul Crowther gave a what I think is a bit of a nudge and a wink answer, saying, that's a really great, great question. We'll have more on customization for Odyssey in the future. And I, really I definitely think question. it's like a really great question, <sighs> yes. Uh, yeah, and I think that was definitely said with a bit of a nudge and a wink, like, I'm not saying yes, but I'm saying yes, kind of idea. So, so does that mean, then, there'll be boob armour? I think there will oh, be boob armour. Oh, God, no, don't you, don't let's start off. That talk fact, about we've, we've we've seen the boob armour. The boob armour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, if you lot are picking me up over wheel, I'm going to pick you lot up over any slight <laughs> slip up from now on. Wasn't that a cartoon elephant boobar or something like that? Never mind. Anyway, oh, you're saying about Paul Arkrather. Yeah, so basically <laughs> he's like, you know, you know, I can't say anything just now, nudge, wink, but it's a really good idea or really good question or something. It is interesting because I think someone. Ca- I think someone. Ca- I think someone calculated the height of the avatar in the seat. You know, when yeah. you look at your avatar, I think they uh, estimate the height is like five feet six or something like that, which is quite. It's quite short. Yeah, they 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 look very short in uh, some of the VR headsets. I think with the Vive, 
It was famous. Mm. You, you, your avatar, if you look down at your body, in if you're wearing the Vive, you famously looked about 12 years old. <clears throat> I don't know whether that's still the case. How much do you pay in VR then? <laughs> oh, oh no. Okay. My machine doesn't have VR. Regarding the body type thing, I'd be I'd be very surprised if there wasn't a very very basic build slider. Like there there's a hard limit on what we can do because of the flight because of the fact that the flight seat is reasonably sculpted. But I'd be very surprised if there wasn't like in Skyrim when there's a there's a basic slider that means you can either be skinny or chunky. I I wouldn't thought they'd let you do extremes, but I'd be surprised if there wasn't something. The difficulty is is that you then have to make sure the um, it's not the texture, is it? The, the mesh for yeah. the armor doesn't clip. Yeah, but there, yeah, but this is a this is a relatively solved problem. You know, ga- game, games that allow different builds have been grappling with this issue since time immemorial. It's not. It's you know, this won't be the first time that this that this problem. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, you, you still don't have to have to cater for it. I mean, there are, uh, but it does int- does bring up the um, the question of uh, sliders and how far you allow players to go. Because I know in Aeon, the ye olde MMO years ago, you could actually make some quite bizarre looking characters mm-hmm. um, just simply by messing with the sliders. Whereas in other games, um, you could still make a very varied looking avatar, but it you could make them realistic proportioned. Um, so I, I kind of hope it's somewhere between the two because I think with Star Wars, you know, the MMO, that had quite a limited number of body types and faces. Um, whereas, as you say, with the Neon, it was just stupidly silly. So somewhere in the middle, I think, would be nice. Um, I guess the question is, but then you have to think, well, how good do these characters look? Because it's very easy to um, to create. Yeah, a tight-fitting spacesuit, but if it makes you look like you're wearing a gastric band, then maybe not. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, let's, I know, let's, um, <clears throat> let's just say we all want Porkins, don't we? we all, we're all going to do Porkins Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually, there's a really interesting set of comments from Mac Winston saying, uh, in the DK2, uh, you, uh, you looked like you were about 12, but apparently in the CV1, you look a lot bigger. Um, and he actually manoeuvred himself in the CV1 and hollowed me, so he was looking himself face to face in hol- with hollowing me. And what he found out was that he was actually around about um, five foot ten. Um, so basically, him looking at his avatar, standing up in hollowing me, uh, looking sort of looking at each other eye eye to eye. Um, so he, he's sort of instead of it being five six, he's thinking five five ten ish. Well, you know, for the last slide is the first thing. Male characters will do, don't you? They'll make the boobs really big, and they'll look in VR, and then they'll crash into things because they're too busy looking down. I think we've just had a pretty decent explanation of what Shan will do with a. I'm pretty sure you said male characters. Yeah, you did. Male, <laughs> male players. You mean male players, Shan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. Male players I mean... playing with female avatars. I'm curious to see what Shan's rack's like now, actually. <laughs> what are we going to have raid my rack on really dangerous? <laughs> Brings new meaning to the search for racks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, it, I do apologise. It's going to be one of those so, shows. I'm just letting so it go now. So let me guess. Um, you lot will want a Renlock piece. No, thanks. <laughs> I'll pass. 
Yes, Karumba is now in the in the chat going hashtag we demand realistic moobs. We do. <laughs> Moob physics. We, oh, I was gonna say I was gonna go we need, we need moob physics. <laughs> 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 so, would you, would, how many arcs would you spend then on a, on a mankini for walking around the station? In? Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> well, there's, there's not much material there, so it shouldn't cost that many arcs. I'd get, I'd, I'd get a glorious purple one. Arissa Invicta. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh the, the, I can feel my eyes. The, material, the, the more expensive stuff is, isn't it? If, it's what, Sean? Oh, that's only for female the armor, I thought. I don't know. Speedos are probably expensive. Oh, yeah, speedos are. That's cool. So, carrying on with the AMA. <laughs> right. right. I've done, I think I've done two of them. Yes. So, Akalepsi uh, mentioned, how does the team think about the amount of grinding required for various activities, especially material grinding and relogging? Is there any plan to make materials more fun to acquire? Twitch Bruce says, yeah, well, we're not fans of the current meta for material gathering, and we are well aware of how grindy it is. Relogging being the best method is especially not something they want in Elite. Alternatives are an ongoing discussion with development. As soon as plans are made, we will let the community know. So um, that's pretty much the the line of, yeah, we, we know it's a bit grindy. Um, let's have a think about it after Odyssey's done. I, I kind of hope, hope with this, that idea of reducing the grind isn't to simply to reduce the amount you need. Because I'd want more interesting ways of acquiring them, not necessarily a reduction in quantity. How many yeah. exciting ways can you get for picking up a rock? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, when you think about it, maybe all this is coming in Odyssey. Maybe in Odyssey, picking up rocks will, will involve a brand new, different way. Tyson, it's still going to be picking up rocks. Yeah, but you can pick up rocks suggestively or gently or in a I different way. Maybe. Can you invite them out to dinner first? <laughs> is it? <laughs> is a suggestive picking up rock? You sort of you sort of lean over and go, "Ooh, that's a big rock," or something like that. I don't know. It all depends on what slider you've set your move to, you know. Oh, dear. Anyway, um, we have Perfect, who says, I'd like to make a suggestion. Please make CQC free-to-play permanently. I think this was A, allow more CQC matches to happen more quickly, and bring and B, bring more commanders into the game. It would be lovely to have an indication on the comms panel of how many commanders are queuing for a game so folks can have a bit of fun doing it. To which Bruce said, thanks for the suggestion. That kind of, that's a bit brief and it kind of indicates they don't really want to talk about CQC. Because yeah. I think the biggest, the biggest thing they could do to CQC to make it popular is introduce... Um, Matt what, Gathering. Matt <laughs> Gathering, yeah. Um, no, just, just make it. So you don't need the full suite of players, or you you, you do you or... don't. At the moment, you can start a match with two players. It's, it's gone and they've gotten down the number of players oh, yeah, that you can start yeah, a match sorry. with. Sorry, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But what uh, about the uh, but, organized team versus organized team? Does that is that in there? Uh, yeah, that's that is something that we really really do want because 
we've we've done it before where we've organized ourselves in wings and trying to arrange wing battles the what it needs is custom matches way, ways and a lobby ways that you can organize your game uh, and as far as making cqc free it already has been free it was free um for about 6 months on steam and they shut it, they shut it down yeah i don't know why they shut it down i really um, that was before they organized it that's before they yeah um, I completely agree, though, that Elite Dangerous should be free, on, free to play on Steam, and allow people to buy customized uh, SLF customizations for their ships. Wait, do you mean free to play permanently? Yeah. Why? Why not? It's it's CQC. You know. Oh, CQC. Uh, you, do you mean you, you don't mean Elite in total? You just mean CQC. No, I mean CQC. Yeah, I'd say make CQC, and frankly, I would also include the. The Elite Dangerous starter area as a as a free to play game. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, that's quite smart. Um, and you allow people to purchase ship skins for their fighters and possibly even for the Hollow Me characters too. Interesting. Um, and I think that would be it would be amazing. It would be it would, be, it would get so many more people into it. I can't think why you wouldn't do it, frankly. Um, and how while we're at it, let's make it make it on mobile too. Oh God! And crossplay. And crossplay. Yeah, crossplay would probably boost the numbers an oh, awful lot, especially on the cut, especially for the consoles, because we can we can get decent games on the PC, especially using, as will be mentioned later, the uh, the CQC Discord. But um, yeah. So um, the Reddit summary. What was your general impression of the Reddit summary, everybody? It was it was good. I mean, the Reddit summary basically took about a hundred pages of Q and A's and summarised it into something you can actually read. Uh, I'm not. I've not obviously picked up. I've just selected a couple of things that I personally found as the highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, and but there's a whole there's a load more answers there that we've not covered yet. And yeah. if there, anyone can read. You know, read them. And if there's any of them that you want to add, feel free. Uh, yeah, I think. So Reddit did the usual bang-up job of collating everything together and then, it's here, guys, come and get it. So how did yeah. they arrange what questions were going to be answered? Did they just choose the top ones and when they ran out of time, they carried on? Or do you think they cherry-picked them? Or I think they cherry-picked them, but I did feel that in some cases, two CMs answered the same question with a different answer. <laughs> Because there was, especially about power play, there was something about power play. Someone said, one CM mentioned something about power play, and the other CM said, we've got no current plans. Which um, which one said which? I'm not going to say, because, well, everybody can go back through. But it, it, it was, I found there was a couple of instances where, you know, they, they answered the same questions, but in slightly different ways, which I felt was a little bit confusing. But then again, this is the first time they've done this. So there might be a little bit of a learning curve. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt on that. Anybody else? I was about to say, so did you feel as though it was the AMA was more for publicity or do you think it was designed to... <laughs> it, was designed to it was designed to show that they are, they are listening to the community. The problem, is, the problem is, is that they've got nothing new to say. I don't think it was a, uh, designed for publicity. So. I think it was. I think it probably should have been rather than ask 
ask me anything it probably should have should have been called ask me some things because most not necessarily most but a lot of questions were met with can't talk about that mm. nothing no, no comment nothing to say which, which undermines the spirit of something called ama um i think possibly ama is an interesting format like a- amas are generally done to funnel uh questions and interactions with in demand people often often developers um so that you can condense a lot of interactions into a short amount of time um to prioritize that person's time basically um and doing it with a community team is 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 interesting because the community team their job is to make themselves i mean i i don't want to reduce what they do what they do is what they do is definitely skilled but but part of their role is to is to be available to interact with the community so so holding it the community team holding their own ama is interesting because it's not it's not really the historical point of amas and also they can't actually answer any question they can only ask answer a few questions um and um so I, it it just struck me that i don't i'm not sure that um <clears throat> I think most of what Arthur and and his his guys are doing is brilliant, but in terms of a weekly AMA, given that they given that that their interactions with the community are already quite rich, and given that Arthur particularly is very candid in dealing with questions from for, on loads of different platforms and in loads of different formats, I'm not sure how much of a useful, I'm not sure how good a use of his time it is to organise an AMA every week when we won't necessarily answer any questions that he hasn't already asked or already answered elsewhere and it also won't give us a lot of information that the real stuff we're dying for which is you know mm-hmm. ship interiors what will, you know what are the what are the limits and scopes of odyssey yada 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 yeah uh, looking well, back, sorry looking back on the on amas in general have we ever in any game you played had an ama that has revealed information we actually wanted to know Yes, and this is the reason why um, they don't allow David Braben to do them anymore. Because <laughs> I think he let slip. <laughs> he he let slip something. Uh, I, I think it was about asteroid bases or something daft like that. And as soon as they went out, everyone went mental about it. And you could just see the community manager at the time, I think it was Ed Lewis, just go, oh, God, no. I thought it was usually Ed Lewis who let stuff out, and then he got a big frown from Zach. Zach. <laughs> no, I, th- I think the worst culprit is David Brabham himself. <laughs> and I was going to say, like, who, who's like, you know, he's at the top of the tree. Who's going to who's going to throw the book at him for you know? He can do what he wants. He can reveal what the hell he likes. <laughs> Yeah, but when you've got a carefully arranged marketing plan and you're all ready to go with it, and then your boss goes, oh, we're going to do that, you sort of go, well, why the hell did I bother with this plan in the first place? Yeah, I guess, yeah. (laughs) Right, well, we'll move on from the AMA. Um, Second up on the uh, development news, of course, is Game Balancing Part 2 Combat. Now, they have said that uh, Antizino and Powerplay will be looked as looked on later as part of the whole balancing thing. Um, FD, FDF say that they are actually quite happy with the mining changes, but they will still welcome further feedback. Now, um, effectively, this is bounty hunting. So this, these are the rewards you get for um, shooting down 
ships with big bounties against them. And according to this, it, they pay out between four and ten times as much as they did before. Um, do you think this is all overdue? Because I certainly do. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I think it's really, really good. I haven't, I haven't done any, I haven't gone and done any bounty hunting yet to test it, but um, ostensibly, it sounds fantastic. It sounds really, really good. I'm not sure. Being my grumpy argumentative self today, uh, the, the reason why I'm not sure is because just increasing the numbers doesn't necessarily make the experience more rewarding because there's part there's part of it i think it isn't just oh i was i used to get a hundred thousand credits now i get a million credits that isn't kind of really what the reward is is in its entirety it's about the experience of in this case the combat the chase the whatever it is you're doing to obtain the money so just ramping up the money without improving the experience i'm kind of not sure about well I'd, I'd say that the experience the, the experience of combat in elite is probably the best space sim combat there is i in, in my opinion and i also include star wars squadrons in that you're also um, completely missing the point shan like that like you i agree with you experience is important and the actual sums of money that players take away from x or y or z should be ancillary to to the actual experience but the what we're discussing is earnings balance saying it's like if somebody brings up earnings balance and you say well you know it's not all about earnings balance like well you know well you've sort of slightly missed the point like the question is does this feel right in so far as we are discussing earnings balance yeah i mean i still think that the main issue is that if you give starter commanders far too much money they just jump to ships they're not ready for and they miss that's out on thing, some of though. the best bits of the game. But that's that's just my opinion. That's the thing, um, though. With, sorry, Colin, just quickly. You reminded me of something. That one of the ways of quickly making money in the game is to go around a red zone in an underpowered ship and, a, and fight the ship the police are fighting. So you better let the police do the killing, and you just tag it a couple of times, and you get the reward. That was a really quick way of making money before mining came along. So does not this change just increase that? Yeah, it does. And um, I wonder whether or not they took that into account. Um, ben, have you got something to jump in with? I just very quickly want to say hello to Commander 20 Peak. Yes, this is live. We are live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitch and the radio right now. Hello, Commander 20 Peak. He didn't believe we were oh. alive. Hello, Commander Twenty Peak. Hello. You are really welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm yes, trying my best to hold my temper. Yeah. Well. Uh, hey, hey. Souverine. Yes. What shape would you say could be used to describe a pizza? Uh, it's um. Let me think. I'm trying to think of a common common object that you might liken it to. Um, you cut. You cut with them as well, don't you? Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Colin, can you help me out? Right, moving on from balancing. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> Thanks, Colin. You have, you have no idea. Uh, massacre and assassination missions are now double what they were before. Hooray! Yes, and I must admit, from what 
people have been reporting on the on the forums, it makes them worth it. Nice. And basically more enthusiastic, you know, people seem to be more enthusiastic about doing these missions because the rewards are adequate, if you see what I mean. Yeah. I reckon you should halve the amount of everything. I reckon Shan should pay for every other commander's missions that they ever do. I think we should halve the amount of Shan. <laughs> I think we should nerf Shan. I think, I think it's long overdue. Are we just going to have Shan using an axe, or how are you proposing that? No, uh, One of those pizza wheels I had in mind. Right. It's nice they've increased the reward, and they said they want to match reward versus risk, but I would, I would suggest that if you have a fully engineered ship, Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, Corvair, an Anaconda, or a Fertile Lance, or someone like that. Your actual risk is pretty low. Yeah, but the uh, the majority of players don't have a fully engineered Anaconda, Corvette, or or Cutter. Anyway, apparently, wing mission payouts though are not changing. They're happy with wing missions. That's so at least that's quite, ex- quite a. Um, I won't say exploit, but there was quite a trick, wasn't there, with wing missions to mm-hmm. get money quick with those. So I, I'm pleased they've left those alone. Uh, yeah, ma- wing massacre missions are, were about the only way that uh, were about the only way to make money comparably to mining um, until recently. Yes, well, the um, that's that's going to stay the same then, because basically, wing massacre mission. Have you actually done a wing massacre mission? Because I've done, I think, a couple of them with a couple of friends. And they've been really good fun. Yeah, we 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 had uh, we for Sagittarius I we had um, we were fighting a BGS war about a year mm-hmm. or so ago, and four of us uh, four of us fought it by we'd go to the station, each pick up a wing massacre mission. Everybody mm-hmm. would share theirs with everybody else, so we all had four wing. I think it was four. We all had four wing massacre missions going at the same time, uh, yep. and then we'd go off and and get thirty kills, or whatever, and then we'd come back and bank. Oh, we were banking like hun- hundreds of million, like uh, about a hundred million every time we docked. It's it's wonderful. It's really really fun. One thing to actually point out is um, wing missions uh, can also be doubled as as multi crew missions. So you can as- effectively accept uh, a wing mission as part of the a multi crew and still and get the money that way from multi crew, which actually helps make multi crew a little bit more attractive. But oh, interesting. Um, uh, so does that mean you can, um, so let's say, for example, Steve and you, Colin, join my ship, multi-crew, and yep. you go have a cup of tea, and I kill them all. Do you then get the yeah. reward, even though yes. you've done nap all? Yep, basically. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Um, however, you will not get the full, you'll get the monetary reward of, uh, say, the mission, but you won't get the monetary reward of any kills that you make. It won't be the same. Because that's the that's the way multi crew works with wing with, uh, with wings. Scales difference in rank, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a, there's a difference in rank, and there's a difference. Uh, no, it, it is. It's just the difference in rank. So if you are a harmless player, piggybacking on an elite pilot, then you're you, you get a pittance, and same for your improvement in, in combat rank. But you know you're not risking anything. You're just sat around watching Shan, or you give or, him. Or you, can go mine, or you can just go mining and earn more money for 
no risk. Well, you see, that's the point. You've, well, not as much anymore. Um, in all seriousness, it, 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 it's good they're, they're re-looking at rewards and balance and stuff. I, I just kind of wish the you could have really memorable experiences, as you said, I guess, with the wing missions. But I, I just really like the real have real hard slog against an opponent, and when you blow them up, it's a real gosh, that was a fun experience. I mean, it's often the experience more than the reward. I mean, many years ago, I played Final Fantasy VII. And one of the bosses in that was something called Emerald Weapon. You remember Emerald Weapon? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was one mammoth fight. I think it took me like three or four hours to kill them. I mean, yes, probably two hours of that was watching summon spells, but <laughs> it was still it was still really memorable because it was hard and da da da. So yeah, I, I just I know there's a thyroid for that, but you know, I kind of just wish for. Uh, Yeah, to go along with the rewards. Yeah. Well, um, just in case anybody else is wondering, um, the anti-Zeno rewards will be looked at as of next week. And that's going to be the last lot uh, for this year because they're going to be concentrating on, um, uh, on obviously, Odyssey. Um, I think think it's just anti-Zeno. Let me have a quick look. yeah, so next Colin, uh, a combat so one. So that's uh, going to be. Um, sorry, oh, um, you a lot. On getting... I don't know. You're you're breaking up. Um, you've done a lot of anti-Zeno stuff, Colin. So, what would you suggest was a good reward then for killing Thargoids? What would you feel happy with? Because I know for, for a Cyclops, what's that? Still a couple of million credits. Well, for a Cyclops, um, I think it's it's pretty. <laughs> It's reasonably easy, especially if you've got um, Guardian weapons with uh, a couple of enhancements. So, you know, that's... I'd I'd keep it about the same. Maybe maybe another million, stick another million on top of that. But when you get to the Basilisk and the one above, I reckon double the value. As far as the Scouts are concerned, um, yeah, I think double the value. Um, The one thing that should be pointed out is that if you are earning credits through bounty hunting or combat in general, um, it doesn't increase your um, elite combat rating. That goes on basically kills alone. The problem that you'll have with balancing is because the other two are rated on the amount of credits you earn doing that activity. If you find a gold rush, you go end up going through the ranks like crazy, which is what's happened with mining. You end up people with trade elite very, very quickly. Souverine. Just a, a note on the um, the Cyclops. I would actually, I agree with you that once you know what you're doing, Cyclopses are not difficult. But until you know what you're doing, they're very difficult. Um, and uh, and they need specialist gear. You said you, you, that once you've got all your gubbins, it's it's much mm-hmm. more achievable. And I agree with that. They they are much easier when you've got all your all your stuff. But getting the stuff is not is non trivial. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of um, well grind, but also a lot of hurdles before that. I'd actually argue I, I'd, I'd like to see a Cyclops be four million because um, it's a it's a reasonable investment of time for a single player. Uh, I had to have several goes at it before I managed to solo one, and and everybody I know who who's who's managed to do it has not done it the first try. 
um, no. and they and they prep for it for quite a long time. So given it is a bit, given that it is a bit of a an achievement and a and a and a bit of a watermark of skill and investment of time, I, I do think they should be more than two million each. I tend to agree because you need to cover your repair costs as well. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Two million normally covers the repair costs of of my ship. But yeah, when you learn. It does for me, but if you've got a crew member, it erodes it, and um, and it's still not it's still not yeah. that much. Yeah, I forgot about the crew member. That's one. That's one thing that should be pointed out is that if you are going Thargoid hunting, each Thargoid is the equivalent of a elite rated ship, um, including the scouts. So if you are flying with a um, a co-pilot, which or a, an NPC crewman, which I think is essential when taking on the interceptors, that crewman will take out of a hefty chunk away from your um, reward money. And why you eject them into space before you go? Uh, I'm not ejecting my elite rated crewman that I have I've worked up all the way from harmless. Sorry. <laughs> they're far too important to me. Why is they're elite? What they're doing shacking up with you, basically. Why don't you go why aren't they going off and doing their own elite thing? Looking for the dark wheel or something. Just going to ignore that one. Um, because they like me. How's that? They don't like you, Shan. In fact, I think they're actually relieved when you inject them into space. No doubt. But I, I enjoy I enjoy the forlorn look on their face as they peer out of the window of the escape pod. Bye. Not getting my money anymore. Right. Um, so, moving on. Uh, from from that now, uh, Tuesday's stream. This is today. Uh, well, we had Bruce and Stephen on this uh, uh, this week, and they were talking about a whole range of things, uh, and also running some of the CGs. Um, a couple of things to touch on, really. Um, Bruce dropped the hint that FD FDev will be having another Christmas stream. And if you're after your Twitch drops, that'll be probably the time to, to log back in. Um, and Bruce would also like to see an expanded CQC with racing rings. This is not a confirmation, though. It's just something he'd like to see. So, <clears throat> yeah. The Christmas stream will have the same level of risk and hilarity in previous ones. Because I know one of the highlights for me of the Christmas stream was watching various community managers eat disgusting things fed to them by developers. Yes. But they backed away from that last year, didn't they? Well, I think they changed the charity stream. Normally, Frontier used to do a 24-hour charity stream for special effect. And uh, on other words, we hope that Baz is getting better. Um, But uh, they haven't made any announcement of a 24-hour charity stream this year. Um, So all... what was the reason they delayed it last year? I can't remember. They didn't have a uh, Christmas. I don't either. They had it uh, later on in the year, didn't they? And I can't remember what oh, reason they... It, it was It was a special effect thing. It was a game blast or something. Special, the special effect were doing a, um, a day of fundraising and Frontier did their 24-hour stream to, uh, to align with that. Because I remember Cola was running um, streams at the same time and so were uh, quite a few other big streamer names. It's quite strange how we never get invited to go on Frontier live streams like that. Is it? I think it's very entertaining. Um, I think they're scared. 
I think I think they are scared of a pirate radio station taking over. To be honest, <laughs> we wouldn't take. It would be nice and polite and not rude at all. Well, well, one final bit of development news, which now brace yourselves, everybody. This seemed to cause a bit of an argument within the Lave Radio team. Um, Dominic Corner. Uh, has been on the forums this week to clarify some of the misconceptions about the mission board. A lot of people are under the impression that even a harmless commander can take on elite-rated missions, get millions, and then jump several ships in one go. Well, according to Dom, when the mission board update happened, uh, that all changed. Apparently, you can only see missions that are a couple of ranks above your rating, so harmless commanders can't start with elite missions. Um, and that is also related to the um, to the specific rank of um, the activity. So if your combat ra- rating is um, basically higher than your trade rating, the missions that you'll get will still reflect the appropriate trade rating and your combat rating. So um, in the olden days... It was a case where you could have harmless commanders picking up elite missions, but not anymore. And we all missed that. So, Suvari? Uh Yeah, I mean, we, we weren't arguing about the... We were having a stupid argument in which I was gloating that I had been proved right, proven right over something and Shan was claiming that I hadn't. Um, it wasn't really an argument about the, the feature itself. Um, it was just a dumb <laughs> point-scoring exercise. Um, but laudable nonetheless. Uh, in terms of the feature itself... Um, yeah, this is this is. I mean, this is good. This came up with a three-way conversation between myself, Shannon, and Mac uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, and the conversation concluded with them informing me that that they were under the impression that it was. Um, That's not uh, right. Not right. No, I mean, no, I, I, I'm not casting aspersions, but both of you did say this is what we think it is. The the missions are not rank locked. Um, and and I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Fine. So all three of us went away thinking that the that that the the missions were not rank locked. Um, so given that, and, and we're all beta backers and whatnot, um, and reasonably plugged in. Um, so it's reasonable to assume that lots of other people think the same, um, and that's clearly erroneous. So that, I think that's quite interesting. It, it's it's also better from a, a health of the game and a player journey perspective because i'm about to start a new a new save and play through when odyssey lands play through from the beginning i don't want to to be able to take elite rated missions that pay out millions um when i'm in a viper or whatever uh so yeah i think it's i think it's brilliant i think it's really good i, sorry, I do agree with you sorry um uh, me and ben we're, we're just off to make some popcorn we'll be back in a minute chan well i was gonna say i, I agree with the speed, but it's a good thing um I mean, You're going to be eating corn. That's not what you guys were saying earlier. The blood is <laughs> in the water. <laughs> You've completely missed the point, Ben. I mean, you can you can eat popcorn and watch us vehemently agree with each other. I mean, popcorn's delicious. I don't believe this. We, me and Ben were looking forward to a, a major fight. We were looking forward to a major argy-bargy tonight. And you two have let us down. I, I can't sure, believe no, this. Can be argumentative. I interrupted you. Right. That was rude. No, no, I say I, I do agree with you, it's a good thing. I mean, there are still ways around it, which is an unfortunate, I won't say exploit, but a trick of giving harmless players elite missions. Uh, there are ways around it. Yeah, with wing missions. What, what are those? What are the ways around it? Wing missions. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, so um, yeah, 
Dominic did say that there are also some exceptions to this. But in general, uh, you know, if you think about it from a law and immersion, whatever point of view, why would a mission giver give an elite ranked mission to a harmless player other than have this sole well, there was a sole reason of having said harmless player killed off. Yeah, you, know, you, you just you just wouldn't you just wouldn't wouldn't be offered to them. You know, it it it'd be like saying, okay, Shan, you can uh, you can race against Lewis Hamilton in two weeks' time, or whatever it is, it just wouldn't happen. So yeah, I'm I'm I think it's a good thing. Um, I just need to I think sort out wing missions because you can still cheese it. Is that is that confirmed? Can you can, can have we tested that? Can you definitely accept a wing mission from shared by an elite player and complete it as a as a as a? Well, in his in, in his reply, Dominic all but confirmed it. Right. Okay. The but, um. Sorry. Oh, by the way, you won't be able to drive against Lewis Hamilton lately because basically he's just been diagnosed with COVID, so he's not going to be driving for it's a couple probably, of weeks anyway. Jack, you'll be fine. He'd probably still beat me, but anyway, this is the perfect time to drive against Lewis Hamilton. Then. <laughs> Pen. I, mean, I think the, the TLDR from this is you can't, as a penniless, harmless, and whatever it is, less, you can't go and take a bunch of elite missions. Um, so, you know, we were, we were right in that you, the, the limit was, take, was taken away. So, you know, you can take missions above your rank, but you can't take them way above your rank. Um, but of course, well, by the time this was implemented, all of us lot, we were probably up at dangerous levels or yeah. equivalent anyway. So we never would have saw, seen the changes that came in. So, yeah, I, I guess this is one of the disadvantages of being a bit of a, a veteran player because we missed it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the exceptions that, uh, that the, the developer said about the, the mission spawning uh, he did say that he didn't say that there are exceptions to the rank lock. He said he, he said the exceptions were some missions that only spawn when you are elite, as opposed to that you can take when you're a rung or two below. So it's it's not that there are a few missions that are not rank locked at all. It's there. It's the other way. It's that that there are a couple of exceptions that are very rank locked that don't even appear before you're elite. Ah, that is interesting. So I've yeah. now got to now try and find out what those missions are because now that I'm triple combat elite, that means that I will have missions I've never seen before. Mm, indeed. Excellent. I don't, think I don't think I've seen them, but I, I I remember being very intrigued by the Soontil missions. There are a couple of there are a couple of missions for uh, for strange things that are always elite locked, and I haven't I haven't seen these for years. But they I remember I remember seeing them. And they, it looked like they were something to do with soon till, uh, but at the yeah. time I wasn't elite, so I couldn't take them, and I've never heard any more about them. So if anybody knows anything about elite locked soon till missions, then do write in and let us know because I'd love to know more about those. Right. Well, um, at the end of that damp squid, <laughs> we've damp got squid. Damp squid. Yeah. I mean, a lot of squids squid. are damp. <laughs> it's a squid. It's a squib. And the squid in this case was the um, what well, was a bit of cloth with gunpowder in it. Like, <laughs> These guys are just upset because they accept they expected you and I to provide fireworks, but we are a in, in, we are a nest of singing birds of harmony, aren't we? Aren't we, Shan? Exactly. Well, we always are, Sue. We always are. We always are reliably. Oh, so the highlight of of this entire show 
is me saying that it's really great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Lovely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that. Um, our in-game events. Now, what's been happening with the Galnet news? Well, um, let's see. We have... Well, we had forged CGs running at the same time. Two for the Federation, two for the Empire, both doing similar things. One was a uh, combat CG, sort of, you know, flatten the pirates, uh, make sure that the, the our system is safe. And the second one is bring in loads of goods because we're building lots more capital ships. Um, it does seem that as soon as the bounty uh, changes went in, the Empire CG has now completed. I'm not sure about the Federation one. I don't know whether the Federation one's completed while we've been on air. But, um, yeah, it has seen that the bounty vouchers has basically motivated a lot of people to to participate in these CGs. What do you think of that? Hurrah! <laughs> Hurrah! Yeah. People participating in CGs is good. <laughs> So I, I yeah, think, I think it does more than a, a hurrah. It means a proper good old huzzah! Huzzah! Okay. Oh great, we've gone for a hurrah to huzzah! Yeah, I didn't realise that it was that important. And we didn't even have to change the light bulb. <laughs> oh okay, I actually did that today. How many suits does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> Only one. It took one dashing and expert suit to change a light bulb. None, because he likes darkness as the standard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> See, I think you missed a trick there, Sue. You, you, what you could have done, what you could have done is you could have got the Suvette to change the light bulb, or you sat down and looked up. Now, how, <laughs> how many Suves, how many live radio presenters does it take to change a light bulb to <laughs> Suverine to change it and Shan to complain that he's done it wrong? <laughs> That's really unfair, Colin. Well, in other news, the Alliance now has four new bases in the Colsac Nebula. Um, all these bases are offering high prices for Thargoid parts. So you'll find those uh, in this Betacote base, Coal Point, Hanu Arena, and Bering Port. So those are the new uh, Alliance bases. Um, also, the news was uh, they. He mentioned the bounty rewards review was was given by the Pilots Federation, and and more importantly, hashtag Save Lacon Spaceways. Um, Lacon has rejected its takeover bid. So uh, yes, it's rejected it, but um, apparently, according to Galnet News, the company is still in trouble. Uh, so maybe they're hoping for an alliance bailout. Everybody, go and buy a type something. Well, I'd say it's, it's rejection's been rejected, really. <laughs> no, they really are the galaxy's worst spaceship manufacturer, aren't they? Lacon. Really. Oh, okay. Now, now the gloves are off. What are you talking about, you lunatic? <laughs> they, 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 the ships they make are not the best at anything. Yeah, they they're demonstrably the best at some stuff. So here we go. Well, then. Um, I mean, I, I, I grant you that they've they've had the exploration crown cruelly snatched from them, um, and also you don't need to be the absolute best at anything. You just need to you can you can you can have a place and be useful by uh, by being the most appropriate 
purchase at most like of the standard school. distribution. It's like you're at school where everyone gets a participation medal, even if they came last. No, it's nonsense. Not everybody is in the market for a McLaren. It, you know, something might be the fastest or the longest range or whatever, but sometimes you need sometimes you need something that does what you need it to. At the okay, I'm going to go through all the Lacon ships. I just want a thumb. Thumbs up or thumbs down from from all of you. Would you uh, buy them? To, Would you buy them? The okay, so we'll start with the thumbs. Don't make okay. any noise. <laughs> okay, just say thumbs up or thumbs down. All right. Okay, Alliance thumbs Challenger. Down. Thumbs down. So that that's one bad ship. Alliance Chieftain. Thumbs, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Thumbs up. I like the Chieftain. Okay, so so that that's that's a, a positive. <laughs> Alliance <laughs> Crusader. <laughs> Wait, wait, thumbs down. So, what is no. it then that makes the difference? Why is it thumbs up for one and thumbs down for the other? The crusade, the challenge. Which, which was the, the chieftain? Was the first one, wasn't it? No, so the challenger the was the first one. It said alliance challenger, alliance chieftain. No, but the chieftain. No, was the chieftain. First one chieftain was the first. Chieftain was the first one released. Oh no! I'm just going on alphabetical order. I here. know, but I'm going by which ship I actually played with first. So well, it would help, because I am asking you... Colin, is it? <laughs> anyway, the chief... It's personal rating, which... No, 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 no. no. I, I just said, I'm no. going to go... And the reason yeah. the chief says a thumbs up is because it is a very nicely... It's a nicely manoeuvrable, good, all-rounder ship, whereas the Challenger and the... Crusader. Crusader. I've managed to get to Challenger the Crusader. Crusader this. They are... They lose the maneuverability that makes the chieftain great. Okay. So they go, so, they go more tanky and they chuck it one of them chucks in an SLF. Right. I totally agree with Ben. Great. Completely agree with Ben in every respect. Okay, okay. So after all that, uh we got an Alliance Challenger thumbs down. Alliance Chieftain thumbs up majority. Alliance Crusader, everybody thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. Asp Explorer. Thumbs, thumbs up. down. Thumbs down. Right. So is that two thumbs down and one up? Or two to... Mine's up. I'm, right. I'm okay. up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's a good one. <laughs> As Scout. Down. Thumbs up, actually. Whoa. Yeah. Right. I've, um, right. We did an article in Sagai in 2018 uh, written by a friend of mine who is... Um, he flies uh, an Asp Scout basically as a uh, like a hunter killer, um, like a U boat basically, uh, like <laughs> r- really stealthy, uh, loads of alpha damage, um, amazing jump range, uh, really really quick um, at hunting people down um, and assassinating them and then jumping out. And for what he had built it for, I I genuinely think it was the best hull for the job. Um, and his build was imaginative and interesting, and um, and I don't think it. I, th- I think it looks quite nice. So uh, so yeah, I think it thumbs up for the Aft Scout for me. Right, well, there's a surprise. So not as bad as the others. Diamondback Explorer, thumbs up, down. It's ben. a small ship, and you can get it up to seventy light years. What are you talking about? Guys, I want to know what Ben's was a thumbs up or thumbs down. I, I'll go with a with a sort of up. Okay. More so horizontal. horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> Things trending towards up. Okay, so Diamondback Explorer majority. Uh, Diamondback Scout. Definitely up. Better than the Scouts. Better than the Asp. 
It's a hell right. Okay. Uh, Shan, you're quiet. Thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm trying to think if I've ever flown it. I don't Shan, think I've ever do you even like it. spaceships? It's <laughs> not like on one. They're the, they're the, they're the Trabant of spaceships. Right. Well, you're going to love the next ones. <laughs> Keelback. Yes. Thumbs yeah, up. I, I, I love the Keelback. I love the Keelback too. What's it for? What is right. the Keelback for? Who cares? It's got swivelly bits. Yeah, it's, it doesn't matter. The, the, the Keelback is for uh, wearing a hard hat and a safety harness and no shirt and listening to men at work while mining. <laughs> that is your use case for the Keelback. Fight me. <laughs> Type six. Yes. Thumbs up. You know, just when Shan is is, is I'm, whenever he's silent, I'll just assume thumbs down. No, no, no. I'm I'm just I'm generally thinking about each one because back in the days yeah. of I did use a Type Six for rare trading because it had a good jump range. I used Type Six. Like it was great. So at, at its time, in its day. It was a thumbs up. Compared to ships nowadays, it's a thumbs down. <laughs> so what? Okay, if you were just starting out, what would you take instead of a Type Six? Uh, what what bulk hauler would you take instead of a Type Six? Bearing in mind you only had about two thousand credits to your name, I couldn't afford it. Two thousand credits. Wow. You you know yeah, but this is before you were a multi bazillionaire. You're just starting out. You you can right. You can I'm going to put yeah. I'm going to put the Type Six as a as a as a thumbs up then. Because everybody flies a Type Six at one point, I think, and I think it holds up all right. It's a great ship. It's also it's also a, a, a reasonable explorer. Mm. Yeah, it's a good. Okay. Ship. The only thing it's not good for is combat. Okay, and the subject of not good for combat. How about the flying coffin, the Type Seven? I like the Type Seven, and I don't care what you say. <laughs> oh, it's got to be. It's got to be a thumbs down from me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the Type Seven's a. I, I think I mean, one, of my main is, one of my main issues with Lacon ships is the interior. Because the interior always looked like some pothead student's apartment and they're never tidy, they're never neat. <laughs> yeah, well, at least they've got the wiring in order, unlike the Anaconda. You drive the a crate. Tesla, Jan. Sorry? You drive a Tesla. It's not wildly surprising that you don't like a more rough and ready, lived in approach in your spaceships. But my previous cars were rough and ready and lived in. Mission, the, 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 the dog car that we had. You've got a car for dogs. Your dog can drive. Well, it's remote control. But no, no, it's just a car that you sling your dogs in when you take them for a walk that you don't mind getting muddy and dirty and taking the country and stuff like isn't, that. Isn't that what one has the, the Land Rover? Well, this was a uh, Mondeo estate. So, yeah. Type 9 Heavy. Yeah! Oh, Give me that cow. It's such a good ship. It's so good. It's uh, it's the um, it's the Nostromo. It's Elite's Nostromo. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like I'm it's... I'm waiting it's, on bated breath. I, I've, I've, I've owned a Type 9 for all of about an hour, and then I sold it again because right. my, my Python made a better trader than the Type 9 by the time. Unbelievable! Just unbelievable! I'm still no, giving no, that no, thumbs no. up. No, no. The reason that the reason the reason why I say that is although the Type Nine can hold the most cargo of any ship in the game, the jump range again unengineered was so poor. I could do two or three trips in a Python 
in the same amount of time I could do one trip in the tight line. So two trips in a Python earned me more profit than a single trip in a tight line because of the jump range and the time it took to maneuver and anything else like that. It's yeah, and, but I mean that that ignores the fact that Type Nines are fundamentally really good fun. They're, they're they're certainly different to fly rather than the other things. And finally, okay, I'm bracing myself for this one: the Type Ten Defender. Uh, thumbs up from me. I own one and love it. I, I've never really flown one in anger. Um, this, I, I this... know what it was meant for, and it, you know, it's meant to be the Fargoid theme. You know, the Fargoid yeah. tank. But it's not manoeuvrable enough to go toe to toe with the Cyclops. Not unless you have a multi crew thing. It's just not. Yeah. It's just, uh, uh, well, I, 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 I did actually... kill my first, I did kill my first Thargoid in a Type Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but compared to how it was with other ships, it was hard work. Well, for killing Thargoid scouts, there is nothing better than a Type Ten defender. You stick some AX turrets, four AX turrets on it, it will go through Thargoid Scouts like a hot knife through people. It really will. So it's, I mean, butter. No, not people, butter. Anyway, I give that one a thumbs up. So, not through people. You should be worried, Colin. <laughs> yes, I would are be, you, Jan. Uh, are you Dexter? I'd be, I'd be really worried if I were you. <laughs> gonna go right so i i think lakon have sort of a good 50 percent good ships and 50 percent bad well actually no i'd say 60 percent good ships well, yeah the question I, is, you know, is would you would you would you use a lakon ship in preference for another ship that does the same job yes yeah so I, if you I, were I, I do, I, regularly. so you'd I rather use, use the aspect for an aspect explorer well, I've got my at the moment. My Asp Explorer has a longer jump range than my Crate Phantom. It's also not. It's not all about um, min maxing either. It's also. Yeah. I, I, I only fly hulls I I like. I only fly hulls I like the look of and like the sound of and like the aesthetic of. Um, I I don't own a Cutter or a Corvette because I don't like the hulls. Um, I um, uh, it's the Type Nine is much much preferable. Now, if you talk sound effects in it. Some of the Lacon sounds are quite good. Like the Asp always sounds like an angry bee or some kind of twin-engined World War II fighter bomber like a boat. Yeah, it sounds like a bomber. I love it. Yeah, the Asp actually sounds like a Lancaster. We had a, I had a Lancaster fly over the house not long ago and I just went, who's flying an Asp Explorer? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's great. I, don't, I, 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 don't, I think you're right that, not, that they don't hold the crown for anything. They're not the top not performer at anything. But I, I kind of think that's irrelevant. Like, who cares? If you're, if, you're only, if you're only picking the very, very best at everything, then you're basically limiting yourself to about four hulls. Why, why would you do that? Well, I must admit, guys, we, this has lit the, the, the torch paper under the, the chat room. They have gone ballistic over this discussion, which we never really intended to happen. We do apologise. Um, oh, it's good. We'll see. Um, <laughs> the Type 7 can be surprisingly good, says Mac Winston. Oh, God. <laughs> Mac, Mac Winston is on... He's, he's a bloody Type 7 ambassador. The type 7 is, is the sort of spaceship you would rent from your local dodgy rent a car or rent a van to move house in and you don't really care if you curb the wheels or whatever. Ah, uh, yeah. I both didn't like... Bit, 
both Bitstorm and Atria's fifty sixty say that the Type Nine is is I know, is a fantastic ship, as does Van Otter. Um, Karumba loves his Type Ten. I love um, Type Ten as well. It's a great ship. Yeah, Wintermute goes uh, crate two farming for Thargo Scouts. Yes, I know, but the Type Ten will still go through. The Type Ten through is a Type Nine. That's crashing space halpers. <laughs> Bitstorm Asp only. Um, and yeah, Paul Archer, T10. Don't worry, that was a joke. That was a very bad joke. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, and the Karamba was on about the Asp um, X. Yes, the Asp Explorer still has an awful lot of love. I'm afraid to say, Shan. Sorry to disappoint you, but um, yeah. I'm not I, saying it's bad because I mean, I went to um, I went to Sag A in an Asp. You know, so. I, it's okay, but it's just not my choice of ship at the moment because there are better ones available. Okay, but that is a different proposition. You, you, I mean, you've, I, now, I, you've now shifted I, your goalposts to uh, they're the worst to not my personal choice. No, I didn't say they're the worst. I, I, I just said they're not the best. I just said they're rather... In general... I think you certainly implied, Jan, that they were the worst. Well, in general... His goalposts are on roller skates. In the... In the <laughs> It, it, it is like a, a shipometer, and I don't know, Cobra Mark Three is at one end, and Cobra Mark Four is at the other. The Lacon ships tend to be what's a Cobra Mark Four end. They, they, they demonstrably do not. That's just, that's just nonsense. They don't. Type 7 is. Type 7, type seven would have a, a useful place in Elite if it fit onto a medium pad, which it clearly was, to, was supposed to originally when they conceived it. Um, but because of because of the fact that it's about one metre too tall, not even too wide or too long, it's because it's slightly too tall. Because it's slightly <laughs> too tall for the medium pads, it goes on a large, which means that it's completely useless. Can I just make an observation that, although although you two did manage to trick us into a loving earlier, we got you over this. <laughs> well, I guess Suvrun is closer to a, a pothead student than I am, so I can see. He would like the, the interiors of them. I am absolutely. I, I like I like ships that are boxy and ugly and lived in with exposed wires. I don't really like the I don't really like the ones that look. Yeah, I like Gutemeyer. If, if Gutemeyer did an Imperial Explorer, then I would so have that. That would be fun. That would be interesting. That'd be really cool. I, I, I love the courier, but the other ones are just they're just too shiny. Especially if it looked like the Liberator, you know, the one in um, in. In Frontier, I've too. seen it. Yeah, very cool. Yes. Very, very cool. That was the that was the Imperial Trader. I must admit, both me, Chris Jarvis, I've I've always wanted basically one of these tri designs that goes uh, goes into you know the Liberator like tri design. Um, but what also made me laugh is in in Frontier First Encounters the Federation Explorer, which is basically the Enterprise but upside down. I thought, yeah. I yeah, I wouldn't. It's a bit too derivative, that one. I just thought it was funny because it said it is. It said in its description, "This is the Federation ex- main ex- Federation exploration ship." Uh, we apologise if it looks familiar. <laughs> if you fly the <laughs> ship upside down, it looks like the Enterprise. So you know. <laughs> I, I, I do. My, one last thing on the on the Lake on ships. I've uh, my Type Ten is a. Um, I bought it because I like the Type Nine so much, and I use it. Uh, it's for only for wing combat and only mm. in conflict zones. And it is equipped with um, turreted, no, sorry, gimbaled lasers that strip 
uh, strip shields and um, our regeneration as well, so I can heal wingmates and missiles. Um, the, so I reliably can take down a target's shields, and then I can pepper it with missiles to take out all of its drives and external stuff. And then nearly anything I can reduce to just spinning metal in space. But then usually because I've taken out of its drives while it's maneuvering, it just flies off into space and I can't chase it. So then my wingmates have to go and chase to get the kill. So I, I almost never get the kill when I fly this thing because I can't, I can't catch my target after I take the drives out. <laughs> right. Well, moving on from from the, the merits or demerits of, of Laken uh, ships, uh, we should mention that we had a store alert on Friday, and this is effectively the Black Friday sale, the second week. Um, They've now got the uh, the Midnight Black skins back in the store, which are always incredibly popular and very useful for uh, disguising your eagle against the uh, against anacondas. It's phenomenal for that. And we've also got the lovely Steigen paint jobs back again, and they're all fifteen percent off. So Stygian. gin, Stygian. 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 I thought that's Stygian. what I said. And he says Steigen. All right. Stygian, Stygian, Pigeon, whatever. Anyway, so what we're going to do is um, we will, <laughs> I think we've overrun quite a lot tonight, so we will come back with the main discussion another time. Um, <laughs> sorry, Shan, we will get back to your double engineered modules in a bit. Don't worry. And we'll come back with a community corner after these adverts. Well, howdy there, partner. My name's Buck, and I'm a trader. People ask me, Mr. Naked, just what do you trade in? Well, I'll trade anything to earn me more credits. But what old Buck Naked trades in is his very own space cow. Y'all know it as the Lake On Spaceways Type 9. She may turn slow and lumber along, but she's got plenty of room in her belly to store your load. And when I take her to Hutton Orbital, you can be sure that Buck Naked will be relaxing in his cockpit counting the credits those poor saps will pay me for delivering hundreds of tons of goods they need. So if you want to get rich, pick yourself up a Lake On Spaceways Type 9, the Space Cow, for your utter delight. Hey, buddy, why the long face? Exploring is boring. What? What makes you say so? Because I have to scoop for fuel at every single store. And then the voices I hear in the store tell me to... Whoa, sounds like you've got a case of space madness. What you really need is really big gas tank. What? With really big gas tank, you'll be sailing the Milky Way in style and comfort. No more hanging out at every stupid store just to refuel. It's as easy as honk and go. Gotta get to Beagle Point for a romantic interlude? Just honk and go. Wanna be the buckiest ball in the galaxy? Just honk and go. And if you fill your really big gas tank with patented Jumbonium 5000, you can honk and go, go, go. Gee, thanks, master. No, thank you. Really big gas tank. Because why wait when you can honk and go? Jumbonium 5000 has been known to cause extra arm growth, outdoor mayonnaise, typism, and spontaneous stargirl face. Use only as directed.
is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to fuelrats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? And welcome back. Now, um, we were actually going to uh, discuss this week whether or not the, the, the people allow, will think that the Feds and the Empire are going to go to war, but um, we've kind of run out of time. So straight over to the community corner this this week. So um, the first thing we've got to note is the Sagittarius I edition 31 is coming out tomorrow. That's Wednesday the 2nd of December. It will be featuring uh, quarantine races, ships you wanted to forget, this t- the Sidewinder. Why would you want to forget the Sidewinder? Uh, the Cygnus co- uh, Constellation and a hard look at hard points, multi-cannons. So um, quite a lot of nice things to, uh, uh, to, to go over. And of course, there will be a podcast that comes with it, I do believe. So uh, watch out for that on your podcatcher. And it's podcast only at the moment. But Sue, are you wanting to say anything about potential print, well, potential PDF returns? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Forget I said anything. Nothing to hear here. And no comments. And Sue TM. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Mercury's Wings expedition uh, is to deliver um, a carrier, the Shepherd's Dream, to the, and I use their quotes for this, arse end of the galaxy, has passed Waypoint 2 on Sunday. Um, Black Treasure, some 52,000 light years from the bubble, um, only three people crashed their ships and lost their exploration data at the time of the meetup. So... Uh, fair play to Mercury's Wings. Where where are they actually trying to get to? It's not Beagle Point. It's somewhere else, isn't it? Okay, No, uh, no idea, I'm afraid. Absolutely none. <laughs> no one knows. Now, um, yes. Uh, do we have a Dark Wheel update? Everything seems to have gone quietly on the Dark Wheel. Uh, I, I don't know if we have a Dark Wheel update. Uh, so we'll just assume that the Dark know. Wheel... Yeah, the Dark Wheel are, are in, in lave. Yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and they're getting closer to Sol. They're spreading their influence. Um, now, this is quite interesting. The Brigade are holding a fighter frenzy event this um, Friday on December the 5th at um, 8 or 20 hundred hours UTC or 8 p.m. in the Shar Amo system. Uh, fighter Frenzy is a ship launch fighter PvP event where competing teams of fighters defend their motherships while trying to destroy the enemy team's mothership. The event is open to everyone, regardless of skill level, and you only have to worry about the fighter resupply costs. No big rebuys. All you need to join is a size 6 fighter hangar stocked with fighters of any variant, um, any variant is allowed except for the ones with with beam lasers. Oh. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, that's a bit odd. Uh, the Brigade is led by Commander Blaze, who streams Friday Frenzy, uh, Frenzy events on Twitch. And we will supply uh, his uh, his Discord link and Twitch link in the show notes. So, uh, moving on yet again. Um, for those of you that like the Sanctimonious stories that, uh, that I, I put together, there are now two new ones, uh, both up in the forums at the moment. So if you look in the events uh, section of the forums and look for Sanctimonious Ongoing, it will try and match the story events which have been happening so far. Uh, So far, I think it's covered the the Baal trading thing and also the uh, the alliance problems that they've had with the Thargoids so far. Uh, And then... Finally, Kaizen has been busy again. I, do, I also believe with a little bit of um, help from yourself, Suve, you did the t- <laughs> You wrote it up for him. Yeah, well, I know he, he wrote it up admirably, um, and um, and then asked me for uh, to edit it and um, and to to give my thoughts on it. Um, so, so yes, it is a uh, it is another forum post in which Kai wish, uh, seeks to address. Um, an aspect of elite that he feels um, could do with a bit of work, and this time it is crime and punishment. Um, <laughs> the link to this is in the show notes, and we'll drop it in relevant what's it's. Um, but essentially, Kai has a, a thorough proposal um, which he's discussed with um, with quite a few people, uh, and um, the broad strokes of which are um, he'd love to see a. Um, <clears throat> a weekly rolling uh, PvP opt-in free-for-all in which uh, every week you can choose to flag yourself for PvP, which would mean that you appeared on the galaxy map uh, and um, and other other PvPers could attack you um, uh, and blow you up without the normal notoriety impact or penalties. Um, and the uh, and it would roll from week to week, and every week the winners would uh, gain great rewards. Um, and he thinks that this would be really, really fun, interesting, rewarding gameplay for PvP players that the game uh, currently only really supports in an in- emergent way. Um, and uh, and also hopefully potentially give uh, give people who like competitive PvP an outlet other than uh, seal clubbing. Um, the the proposal also covers a few other bits and bobs, um, like uh, for example, um, making it so that uh, notoriety has uh, more uh, is is a more uh, punitive state to be in. Um, the 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 aim being really to to incentivize PvPers to to do consensual PvP as opposed to non consensual. It, it basically means that non consensual PvP would be uh, would be basically suicide. Um, it is technically possible, but uh, but it would be ill-advised. Um, I am biased because I contributed to the proposals, but I think they are sensible. I think that um, I think that elite's crime and punishment system is not terrible, but there are a couple of things about it that are not that, are, that, that I think could be improved. Basically, the the fundamental premise of uh, the elite galaxy is it well one of them is that uh, the, the security rating should mean something and currently one problem with elite dangerous is that the most dangerous systems are reliably where there are the most players um, and uh, and and that is irrelevant of 
irrespective um, irrespective of um, of the security rating. And and Kai's proposal does does address that, which I think is really good. Um, but also uh, in general, um, I think most people uh, think that crime and punishment could still do with a bit of a tweak. So even if this isn't exactly the silver bullet, I think there's a lot of good ideas in there that that should be discussed. And uh, from a more holistic perspective, seeing it discussed uh, should hopefully give Frontier a bit of uh, intellectual ammunition to to look at addressing it in the future. Okay, Ben, quickly, now. I think my big worry about this, I mean, I, I'm with Suv that I think my big worry is is Kai's premise that PvPers actually want consensual, meaningful PvP as opposed to SEAL clubs. Um, I love the idea of saying, I want to opt into PvP and we have this massive galaxy-wide tournament. That's great. I just think most PvPers, all they actually care about sitting outside of places and hitting type sixes and having lols. Well, the, the proposal does does account for those. You know, it, it, it does account for the fact that bad actors exist. A, yeah, it does give them a hammer. Yeah. Shan. Um, yes, I, I was going to ask, though, so about the cooldown, is it a week's cooldown? So basically, if I flag myself for consensual PvP, I then have to wait a week, i.e. probably until the server tick, to set myself back. And what's to stop me being complete whatever, clubbing every seal I can, and then not ever going back to consensual PvP? So there's no opportunity for people uh, to get well, rid of you know, it. It does account for that. If you if you if you gain notoriety by um notoriety in this proposal is is strictly a player versus player thing. Um uh if you if you Gain notoriety or kill players, you are automatically opted in to the the, P, the weekly PvP thing, um, and you are flagged for all to chase. Mm. Yes, that, I mean, address must... your comment, Shan. I'm, I'm just thinking it through because some of the most fun I've ever had with PvP, or unstructured PvP, shall we say, is in Grand Theft Auto, because the consequences of killing someone or being killed are so minor. And the whole thing is just so crazy. Yeah, you, I agree with that. You, you, you can just go, you know, there's just no consequences for being blown up or blowing someone else up. And that's yeah. what makes it funny because, hey, you know, it doesn't really matter. Whereas, does, yeah, yeah. whereas an elite, the consequences for being blown up are significantly higher. You know, you might have a load of cargo, you might have whatever. So I, I don't know. I'm just thinking back from my experience, and the time I've had the most fun in unstructured PvP is when it's been consequence and guilt-free. Well, it, it, w- it would be consequence-free in that you wouldn't get any... If you opted in for the weekly free-for-all, you, you're killing anybody that is similarly flagged would gain you no bounty or no notoriety, nothing. So it, it is a free-for-all in that the only penalty for being blown up is your rebuy. Um, and the only penalty for blowing other people up, well, there is no penalty for blowing other people up as long as they are flagged as consensual. If they're not, then you attract the normal penalties and bounties. And no yeah, One of the things that always bothered me, and I, I guess we'll need to read through the proposals in more detail, but one thing that always bothered me is why doesn't the Pilots' Federation penalise people for killing other Pilots' Federation members? They, well, they, like I said, Shan, they've been they've tried to implement this over and over again, and they haven't had much luck in getting a successful system. Um, personally, I, I've always gone along. 
I've I've looked through I've skimmed through the proposals and there's a lot of ideas there which are it's basically it, they've all been collated. Um, I think every idea in there has probably been suggested before at one point, but it's nice to have it in one big place. Yes, it would be nice in Odyssey to be able to. I don't know, make make peace or negotiate with people. You know, have them. Have, you know, you come to the space bar and you they, you sit down at the table and you give them a nice substantial meal of scotch eggs, <laughs> and, and then you can kind of work work things out. You know, and yeah, and if, but how they address the PvP side of it in Odyssey will be interesting yeah. because, as we speculated before, will you be able to squish people in your ship as they come out of the as they come out of the uh, the door? Yeah, you've made that point before. It's a really good one. It'll be really interesting. I just want to yeah. try it. I, just, I guess this is... This... Inside. We'll try it. In the beta, you lot go inside. I'll stay outside of my... Probably be a, a Corvette. They've got nice big squishy landing gear. So I'll just go down and we'll see if we can squish you on the way out. <laughs> that sounds great fun. Thanks. Yeah, I'd love to... I'd love to do that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from there, um, we does anybody have any uh, final business before I, I go for the shout-outs? Nope. Nope. No? Right. Uh, one of the things um, we thought would be quite interesting this week is we noticed uh, on the forums that uh, someone had managed to uh, rewrite the entire Han Solo Greedo scene in uh, in Star Wars, just using dialogue from Elite, which works quite well. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? Where is this? Uh, I, I will. I will find. I will find. <laughs> I will find it on the forums um, because it it, called, it it was yeah. It's Elite. It's called Elite Dangerous versus Han Solo, uh, put together by the Cisco, uh, and um, I will. I will post a link in the chat for uh, everybody to see. Who's got first? Uh, oh, nice, nice. Uh, so we thought. No, we're not going to. We don't have time. But what I thought was, and uh, we've noticed that uh, a lot of the um, the CMs seem to be fans of the Mandalorian because there's a lot of this is the way quotes coming along on the streams at the moment, and a lot of Star Wars quotes. So, what Star? We'd like to know for our community question. What Star Wars quote do you find yourself saying when playing Elite Dangerous and why? For example, when I'm hyperdicted, I'm normally going, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. But, yeah. So, shout-outs. Um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at uh, 8.30 GMT, uh, or 20.30 if you, if you want the... the of the full clock. Um, you can tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you want the audio, you can go to radio.forthemug.com and it's also available as a podcast. Look up your favourite podcatcher. Um, for the discerning dis- uh, commander who likes a bit of CQC action, you can check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC, which is all one word. Now, for those of you who want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, uh, please subscribe to the Data Slate podcast, which is created by Station Commander Alan Stroud. Episode 20 was well-received. Alan's working on editing issue 21 at the moment. Um, Oh, in other news, we'd like to congratulate Alan for his new contract with uh, Larian Studios. It turns out he will be working on Baldur's Gate 3. That's 
that's a big thing. No round of applause or anything? No, no we'll okay. know which bits are his and which bits are not his. Well, this is the thing. I guess we will, because it'll probably be coming along a lot later than this bit. Because <laughs> they've got an early access version out at the moment, haven't they? I don't know. Huh. Oh, I, I'm up on my Baldur's Gate 3 news then. Yes, so they do yeah. have an early access version out, and it is very much and very deliberate. Mechanics only with minimal story. There you is go. It, is it a gimped early access, then? Is it kind of reduced functionality and like that. Well, it's, it's the mechanics of the game, the testing of the game, not, and they don't want to support the story. Is that gimped? No. It, well, as long as you, you get the party combat right, it's not gimped then, is it? Yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is, are the quests just different quests to what you get in the main game and the mechanics are the same? Well, we don't know. I think the, um, I think the, I think it's about a third of the game that's currently in early access. I could be wrong. This is just absolute speculation. I've got no idea, but my my uh, my suspicion is that um, the the current uh, early access offering is a proportion of the game, maybe like a, a quarter of it or a third of it or something. So there is some story in there. There's some quests and things, um, but it's not the it's not the full release. It's like the first act or something. Uh, congratulations to Bitstorm for his answer to that question. He has given us the uh, Vulcan salute already. <laughs> Nice. Well, it's um, part of the Star Wars question. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, Colin, but I've got a bad feeling about this. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a bad feeling as soon as we started this show. I I've really, really, really did. Really <laughs> <laughs> uh, following this episode, we have. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, a Galactic News Digest, as presented by the wonderful Commander Wotherspoon. Uh, yes, we'd like to thank... Yeah, excellent. Uh, and we'd like to thank everybody who have chipped in at the Twitch chat, the Facebook chat, and uh, the YouTube chat. Uh, and did you have any in-game commanders fly by, Ben? Nope, I would just like to thank all the NPCs. Ah, right. Fair enough, then. So that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up on facebook.com slash laveradio, or just tweet us at laveradio. You can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out to chat, uh, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 GMT and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So I'd really like to thank <laughs> Suverine, I'd really like to thank Ben, and I'd really, really like to thank Shan. And special thanks, of course, goes to today's tech specialist, Commander Ventura. Until next time. Commanders, fly safe, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? Someone's having an orange inserted. Need a safe word. Space can be done. Ah! Ah! Ah!
I'm going to see the galaxy. slightly more interesting side of a ravine, there lived the engineer. The engineer can make your lasers more powerful. Your engines speedier. And your gas tank really, really big. What do you want? I want fish. Wait, what? That's right, fish! Carp, char, chub, jack, loach, crabby, muckabait, prickleback, sole, snook, snake, tang, wahoo, wabagum, banjo, banga, snook, sole, shad, scat, come on by with the long nose cat. Noodlefish, nibblefish, northern squaw, hooma, hooma, nooka, nooka, wapa, wapa. What about Swedish fish? Why the hell not? Thanks, mister. You're in the wrong commercial. Well, shit. Fish, because, you know, space. According to uh, scientists, Uranus is full of methane gas. I think you're right, though, Colin. What have you done with Shan, and when can we have him back? Warning. This episode of Galnet News Digest may contain material of a satirical, ironic, or, in the fond hopes of the authors, comic nature. That means that not everything you hear will be true, possibly, including this disclaimer. Galnet News Digest, 1st of December 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news... Escalating tensions and better bounties. The view regains its solitude. Getting up close and personal with rhubarb and custard. The fifth year of Christmas. Older than the Earth itself. Escalating tensions and better bounties. With Empire and Federation worrying about rising tensions following the neo-Marlinist strike on the federal Kepler orbital starport in the Atropos system, the two superpowers have diverted their efforts to building capital ships. Work to collect materials is centred round Mayasaka orbital in the manned system and around Schweikart city in Perutis. 
The Federation appears to be benefiting from slightly better levels of support, but both sides are promising decals for top participants and discounts on modules for all. The bounty hunting, that is part of the effort to keep shipping lanes clear and safe, has had a boost after bounty values were increased dramatically on Monday. Payouts for massacre and combat missions also increased. Meanwhile, the Alliance opened four new starports in the Colsac Nebula and is offering good prices for Thargoid-related commodities. The view regains its solitude. Speedball 4 is over. The galaxy's premier game of chicken, played against planets, attracted 40 official entrants who between them submitted 70 runs to the leaderboard, with many, many more runs ending in untimely rebuy, including the most expensive crash in history, when Commander Itsumo Otoke and his cargo of low-temperature diamonds became one with the surface of the planet. Gosh. In all, there were 19 fleet carriers providing support and rebuys. The race speeds were immensely competitive, with Epiphus some way off the lead at 3560 metres a second, cutting the space daisies at just 6 metres above the planet's surface. It was Phoebia who managed to pip Shea Blackwood at the post, clocking in at 3560 metres a second, or 10 times the nominal speed of sound, as he levelled out at 48 metres above the ground. Next year's Speedball 5 may well give competitors the added complication of atmospheres to contend with, with hulls glowing a welcoming cherry red. As Commander Primetime Casual says, fly fast and may you always miss the ground. Getting up close and personal with rhubarb and custard. It may sound a bit fishy, but the Koi 413 system is called Koi because it is a Kepler object of interest. And it will certainly be of interest on Sunday the 6th of December when the two gas giants, KOI 4131 and 2, are expected to very, very gently squish together for a moment of gassy bonding before separating out and going their separate ways. Because of their striking pink and yellow colours, the planets in question are known as rhubarb and custard. There is some uncertainty about when the planets will collide, but they are expected to reach around a 30% overlap by 1730 UTC. If you want to get your ship in between and find out what it's really like to get close and personal with mating gas giants, you should aim to be there no later than 1530. Scientists at Canon are hoping that we might in due course see some orange-coloured baby gas giants orbiting close to their parents in the KOI-413 system. Many members of Canon will be missing from the event, as they've accepted the Canon Challenge to travel vast distances across the galaxy to see every type of alien life and every type of exciting discovery known to the bungling boffins. The expeditionary trail will take many months to complete. It seems likely that some of the members of Canon will be lost forever in the void, never to return. The Fifth Year of Christmas For the fifth year running, the Christmas Carrier's Convoy has set off to provide seasonal cheer to the outpost of Colonia. But this time, 
they are fleet carriers, and the trip is consequently a lot less arduous than previous years, and it can carry far more commodities. The convoy is carrying seasonally appropriate goods, including gold, tea, Kamitra cigars, Sonuma decorative meat for Christmas dinner, Shihibiomorphic companions, a pet is for Christmas, not for life, rare wines and liquors, fruit and vegetables, snow globes, and party guests. No master chefs. Commodities will be delivered to Centralis by the 24th of December, and the people of Colonia will have a happy time whether they like it or not. And no, they are not going off to their room to play on their computer. They are coming downstairs to be social. Older than the Earth itself. Commander Luna, who some claim to be very old and very wise, has been in touch with Galnet Digest to clear a few things up. The first so-called Twitch Drop experiment conducted on the 24th of November offered participants the opportunity to claim their very own purple python shipskin, as well as a purple asp explorer, purple imperial cutter, purple anaconda, purple cobra mark III, purple crate mark II, purple federal corvette and purple mamba. The current slightly complicated way of claiming the Twitch drops will become simpler, and the ability to distribute items of cosmetic value will in due course be handed down to a select band of commanders whose adventures appear as live-action holomies, which will mean that commanders who live on the other side of whatever planet they inhabit will be in with a chance to pick up some colourful goodies without having to get up at three in the morning. In other news, the Elite Dangerous Reddit now has a quarter of a million members. And to celebrate, there was a grand prize draw. Lucky members won prizes like appearances on Lave Radio, Hutton Radio, Elite Week and the Guard Frequency Happy Fun Time Hour. For some inexplicable reason, there were no bids at all to make a guest appearance on Galnet News Digest, which I suppose means we're stuck with Commander Beat A. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news, so you don't have to. From Rel Spy to The Forum. Elite Dangerous is a new game, and as such needs new imaginative players. The ancient decaying wrecks of our failed history are as irrelevant to us today as the Galactic Cooperative is to the people of 3306. It is these mouldering dreadnoughts, fused to decrepit armchairs by decades of rot, who hold back the development of the games. Older people have single-handedly destroyed the entire game just by existing. In fact, I think the game would be infinitely better if Elite 1984 had never existed, because it is simply too old to be of any use. Thus, I propose that all players over the age of 20 should be banned for their own good. This will include me sometime in the future. Actually, it already includes me. I accept my fate. The young must be shielded from the folly of the old. In addition, all ships that were introduced to the series after the 2000s should be removed from the game as well. They will then be made into marketable wooden carvings for all the old people to buy. 
Coats of Frontier-approved paint can be bought with leftover pre-ban arcs or real money. This allows Frontier to keep their monetization models rolling, leading to a 1,600% increase in revenue. From Nathan84, replying to RelSpy. Could someone repeat what he said? My hearing aid batteries are down and these damn kids are always whispering. From RelSpy, replying to Nathan84. From Dino the Imperial, replying to RelSpy. I'm glad I'm only four years old and can't read yet. And quietly shuffles off to continue watching in the night garden. Not be long until bedtime hour. From RelSpy, replying to Dino the Imperial. From Rerobes, replying to RelSpy. Relspy is going through a rebellious phase, but in the end, who's got the money? Not the twenties people. But if you're not careful and don't apologise, you're going to get kicked out of the basement or childhood bedroom, your allowance will be cut off and no more piggybacking on our cellular plan. Then how are you going to play with your make-believe spacey ships? Why, you'd have to get a job. Ha ha! From Relspy, replying to Rerobes. It's not a phase, Mum. From Vetinari, replying to Thread. Youth does not believe that it is naive, foolish or selfish. Only as they become old, they look back on their foolishness with regret. And often forget they haven't changed much. That's why when we were young, we thought the same about them. The Circle of Life. From Relspy, replying to Vetinari. Which is why, in the fullness of time, I plan to ban all users below the age of 20 as well. Elite Dangerous will be available for a single infinitesimal fraction of an instant in a person's life and then gone forever. Nail.